welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are so glad to be back with you today. We are excited to be able to preach the truth. We thank you for uh, this opportunity to be back on the air. Isn't Jesus good? God is good. God is great. Amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? I bet he's been blessing you lately. I pray that all of you saints of Jesus Christ out there receive a refreshing and a touch today as the word of God is going to be preached. We usually open the broadcast with a word of prayer. So if you're with me in agreement and faith that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, I'd ask you to bow your heads right now and join me in a prayer of faith that God Almighty, Jesus Christ, will be able to have his way today on the broadcast. So important that the will of the Father be done for the glory of God. Jesus, we just pray right now that the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come, rest upon me, Lord, that I can speak exactly, Lord Jesus, what you want spoken into the ears and the lives of your people, as well as those that don't know you, Lord. I would pray in agreement with my brothers and sisters in the Lord that if they're lost, those that have never accepted you as their personal Savior would be listening, that, Lord God, the conviction of the Holy Spirit would be able to come upon them, and they would ask you, Lord, to forgive them of all of their sins and accept you, Jesus Christ, as their personal Savior, welcoming you into their heart as the Lord and Master of their life and the Savior of their life. And we give you thanks and we give you praise. And, Lord, we also ask you, Jesus, to touch and heal the sick. Lord, I believe with all of my heart that if a sick person that knows you as their personal Savior is listening, that they can be healed under the teaching of the Word of God. As the Word of God goes forth, those that have diseases can be healed. I believe with all of my heart if someone is blind listening to the Word of God under the anointing, they can be healed. That blindness is nothing greater than God. God can do it. God can do it. Jesus healed when he walked the earth many people that were blind. But he can do it now from heaven because he is alive. And he is well, and his word will endure forever. I believe deaf ears can open. I believe the lame can get up and walk. I believe, Jesus, that you can do all things. And Jesus, we come surely in your name. We mention Jesus all the time. Greatest name on the face of the earth. And Lord, we just thank you, God, that we have this opportunity to share Christ with the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that the message today is about sincerity. And I'm going to take you to the book of Joshua chapter 24. And I'll begin reading to you in verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. And in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Hallelujah. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went. And among all the people through whom we passed. 
And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods. Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a stature and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone, and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold this stone shall be a witness unto us for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke unto us it shall be therefore a witness unto you lest you deny your God so Joshua led the people let the people depart every man unto his inheritance now, we just thank the Lord Jesus Christ for that story. That Joshua came forth with truth and sincerity, as we saw back in verse 14. And he also came forth telling the people very plainly, very clearly, that God was going to cause them harm. In other words, judgment was about to take place from God upon the nation of Israel because they had forsaken him and they have turned to serve other gods. Sincerity means genuine. Sincerity means pureness. And this is the only way the body of Christ can really truly serve Jesus. When we compromise, we do not have purity. When we try and live one day in the flesh and one day in the spirit, we're not sincere about our following of Christ in his ways. We must face the truth. We need to walk desiring to please God and not man. We need to put away all of our strange gods and fully and truly seek the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our heart. King David said that he followed hard after God, and he did until he allowed his flesh to draw him and entice him away from the holiness of God when he fell in sin with Bathsheba. It will happen to us if we, if we follow after idols or the ways of our flesh. The Lord wants his people to come to him, offer themselves a holy and living sacrifice unto him. It's the same principle in this story where Joshua spoke loud and clear to the people of Israel and said, you cannot follow God, you've forsaken God, because you cannot follow him and serve other gods you cannot have another god 
God before Jesus. So many times in our day and age, we think, well, we don't bow down to metal or wood statues. In our heart, we love the Lord. But yet sometimes we're deceived because we do have other gods. Money can be another god. Possessions can be another god. We can love others more than we love our God. Jesus said it very clearly in the New Testament. He said, you cannot love your father, your mother, your children, anyone else more than you love me. We can love our own time and our own pleasure more than we love God. And we have to face this principle. We have to know that our God has not changed and that he still requires his people to come and follow hard after him with a sincere heart. We must love God genuinely. We must genuinely have a right motive in following him. We can build up another strange God before him by having an unclean motive. We need to know that we are following after the Lord Jesus Christ and that he is our only God. That we love him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. If Jesus is speaking to you now to search your heart, if he is dealing with your heart to see if there is any covetousness within you, if there is any evil desire in you, or are you still in control of your life in any one given area, then sincerity and purity and genuineness has not been completely formed in your heart. So I would encourage you, brothers and sisters in the Lord, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying the same thing to you and to I as Joshua said to the people many, many thousands of years ago that were following God. He said to them, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake him and serve other gods. It's the same today. Jesus has not changed. His word has not changed. And, and the warning there is then he will turn and do you harm. And he will consume you after that he has done you good. You know, God has done us good by saving our souls. We need to be sure that we bow and worship no other God. One way that we can examine our life, saints, is that we can look and see if we sacrifice to any other God. You know, whoever you worship or whatever you worship, you will give sacrificially to that God. Many, many people worship possessions and money. And the word of God says that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money in itself, but the love of that money, that money that buys them pleasure. Glory to God. And they put that before God. Oh, you can have things. You can have possessions. God, God can cause you to have great great wealth and your heart be pure just because you're rich or have things doesn't mean that you love those things the message today is let us search our heart and see if there be another God we can truly love our children our grandchildren our spouses without even realizing it and it takes truth to wake us up we can love them 
We can love our time. We can love things so quickly more than we love God. We can even put our pets, glory to God. In America, definitely, you see people putting their pets above serving God. More worried about their pets, an animal, a creature that doesn't have a soul, more than worrying about the things of God. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Maybe out there in your nations you think that's ridiculous. But in my nation, in the United States of America, it's not so ridiculous. You see people more bonded sometimes, God forbid, to pets than they are to people. You'll see people rather, I've even heard it out of people's mouths, I would rather be with my pet than I would people. Jesus didn't call us to a ministry of pets. He called us to a ministry of people that have souls. I didn't expect to say this on the broadcast. I don't even know why the Holy Ghost is saying it. But God does. Amen. We must not put anything above our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, what I see a lot of times becomes an idol is sieging our time and loving our time and not wanting to come out of our comfort zone. Many times over the course of my walk in these years with Jesus, he has had to deal with me. And I thank him that he has, that I cannot be in control of my time, that I must I must submit my time. I must be disciplined. I must allow the Holy Spirit to discipline me because I have to see that my time does not belong to me. It belongs to Jesus. Every breath that I take, amen, needs to belong to Jesus, that I am not to be Lord over my time. And so quickly does that flesh desire comfort. So quickly does it want to take charge over time. Oh, my, my, my. I do not want to serve another God. I do not want to build a strange fire. I want to go and I want to present my body a holy and living sacrifice unto the Lord Jesus Christ. For he and he alone gave his life for me and for you. He and he alone deserves all my praise, all my worship. He and he alone is going to be my God. Amen. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. That he's brought you a message to stir your heart. Do you sincerely follow God? For the word of God commands us to. The word of God desires that we are genuine in our speech. That we alone, glory to God, need to know that Jesus is calling a bride. Glory to God. He's calling a bride and he's coming back for a bride that is spotless, wrinkle-free and totally and completely consecrated and submitted to him. Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you. He wants you to understand that his love will never depart from you. He does not enjoy chastening his people. He knows it's necessary at times to get us back on that holy road. Amen. He wants people that are pure. He wants people that desire that purity. Amen. And I can't help but think about Paul in the book of Philippians, how he even mentioned that word a couple times in that book. He mentioned the word sincerity in Philippians 1 and 10. And he said that you may approve things that are excellent and that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Sincerity and the motive of sincerity and the attribute of a genuine heart towards God is one that will protect you from much sin. Amen. If we are true 
if we are sincere, if we are genuine about seeking Jesus Christ, he looks at the motive of our heart. He searches our heart, children of God. And that's what Paul said, that you will be without offense to the Lord till the day of Christ. We must become sincere. We must allow Jesus to search the motives of our heart continually. Amen. Paul said also in Philippians 1 and 16, he said, the one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds. Someone had come in there, preached Christ with an envious, strifeful spirit. Many are doing it now. Many live in contentions. Many have envy in their heart. Many have strife. Their hearts are not sincere, and they bring contention into the body of Christ. What a reproach that is. And Paul was admonishing him that they were not sincere. They had brought affliction upon him even in his chains. They grieved him because he knew that they got up and preached Christ. But they lived a contentious, envious, strifeful life. Envy can be a strange God. And strife can, contention can be a strange God before Christ. Oh my, feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts. We must seek after God with a genuine heart. How many of us know it's not ever time to be playing around with God. God is a holy God. That's what Joshua reminded the people of. He said you cannot serve him him in this condition is what he was telling him you're trying to serve strange gods and serve the the holy god of israel and it will not be done god will not allow it then and god will not allow it now even in 2011 because jesus has not changed jesus cannot change and the word of god does not change he is the same yesterday today and forever so let us bow our heads in conclusion of this matter Lord Jesus, we have heard your word. Lord Jesus, you desire that your people serve you with a genuine heart. And if there's anyone who's listened that is under conviction and you see the Holy Spirit is showing you that you are serving yourself, definitely can be a God, oh, and a very strange God, and a very evil God. But we can serve self pretty quick, can we not? That's why Apostle Paul said, I must die daily. You must deny this flesh. That's why Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. It's the principle here. Joshua was telling these people they had quickly turned from truly, sincerely serving and worshiping Jehovah. God knows what we're doing. So, Lord, we ask you to forgive us right now. We ask you to show us, and if we are serving other gods, if we serve self and do not serve you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and do not love you in that manner, we ask you to convict us, and we will repent, and we know that you will be faithful and just to forgive us. In Jesus' name, we ask you to deal with the issues in our hearts. Show us if we have built strange gods before you. And may God have mercy on us. And he will. He's a kind and loving and wonderful God. God bless you. We'll, Lord willing, we'll be back next week on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. He's getting us rapture ready, church. I love you in Jesus.